welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. What's up, everybody? Episode 14 today. I'm Tyler Fish. I'm here with Ryan Polish. Ryan, how you doing today? Doing great, Tyler. Uh, happy to be back and ready to get back after the after the fantasy talk. Excited to be here. Absolutely. We got an exciting one today. Uh, we are doing a four-round mock draft and just uh, a little bit of the, the format with it. Uh, we will do it based on a 12-team league, half-point PPR, one quarterback, and we'll kind of just draft and just we don't have teams we're just going to draft players and you know you'll kind of see where we think players are at and we also have a nice guest on today we've got Jeremy Ebert who's actually in our home fantasy league he's the only two-time winner in the league and by I mean he will let you know it every time you see him uh so somebody else has got to win in our league to to get that two-time status but we also have a listener question right you want to talk about our listener question yeah, it was, it's fantastic. We had a listener question from Alex Duchesne. His Twitter handle is Duchesne's underscore. Uh, he's a really good dynasty Twitter to follow. Uh, he's really big into Devi and also really big into IDP. Um, he actually had a really good question for us that I feel like a lot of people have been talking about on Twitter. And I th- I'm hoping we can clear things up a little bit and at least give our takes on what we think is going to happen. Um, we're going to play Alex's uh, question right now for you guys so listen in and we'll uh, let you know what we think hey guys it's Duchesne's here I'm wondering what your take is on the uh, Cleveland Browns backfield how do you think it plays out for Chubb having Kareem Hunt in the fold what's your take on their 2020 outlook and what do you think happens in 2021 and beyond you guys are doing a great job keep it up yeah and thank you very much Alex for that question that's uh like I said before before the question that's uh it's a highly talked about topic between those two, that whole backfield in general. When Hunt came back, a lot of people were were saying that, that Chubb, Chubb isn't really as good when they have a dual backfield like that. And Hunt took away a lot of the receptions. And I did a little bit of digging on that. And um, a couple of numbers that I just kind of want to spit out is Nick Chubb from week 10 and on. He averaged 19.38 touches a game. Now, that, that is not bad at all, even with another good running back in the fold. Um, his snap percentage was only at 64%, though. That could be a little bit concerning. His receptions per game went from 3.1 to 1.3 when Hunt came back. His yards per game went from 120 to 87 his touchdowns per game went from 0.75 per game to 0.25 per game. Now that's a little bit skewed because Chubb had some games where he would score three touchdowns in a game. And once Hunt came back on, he, he only had two touchdowns from week 10 and on. Now I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, I do think he does score some more touchdowns. I think that was a bit of a fluke. Uh, They did upgrade their offensive line a little bit. Um, but going off of that week, week 10 and on Chubb, if you average Chubb's fantasy points week 10 and on for the entire season, he ends up at running back 23. If you average Nick Chubb's fantasy points from week one through nine, 
and do that all 16 weeks, he is the RB3. So, I mean, that's a pretty big split. And I'm a Nick Chubb fan myself. So when I was doing this research, I was actually pretty surprised at what I found. Now, the things that I do like are his touches per game. It, was a, it, it went from 22 to 19. To me, that's not a huge deal. Um, his receptions went down two, but that's not where he makes his bread and butter. Uh, I do think he scores more touchdowns, though. He had, he had eight touchdowns, I believe, last year, but I think seven of them were week one through nine, and I think they came in like two or three games. So I think if he kind of spreads that out and is more consistent with that, um, I can I personally view Chubb as a running back. For 2020, I would say Chubb is going to be a running back six to nine is kind of where I put him at um, with Kareem Hunt in the fold. It, I mean, as much as you don't want to say it affects him, I do think it affects him. Uh, Kareem Hunt's stats week 10 and on, once he came back, he averaged 10 touches a game. His snap percentage was at 60. Um, he had almost five receptions per game. He averaged about 50 yards a game and he averaged 0.38 touchdowns per game. Um, that put him at if he does that the whole year, that puts him at running back 31. So kind of to sum it up, I do think Nick Chubb is somewhere in the middle between his two splits with and without Chubb. Um, I think he gets more touchdowns. I'm hoping he's on the field a little bit more. And I would say he's going to be in that mid to low end running back one range. And Kareem Hunt, I've never been – I mean, I was a huge fan when he was with the Chiefs, but when he went to the Browns, I was never, never like a huge fan, <clears throat> excuse me, um, with him splitting carries. I didn't think he got enough touches. Like I said, if you average out his entire stats for the year, he would be running back 31. To me, that just doesn't really interest me a whole lot. But he is going to potentially go somewhere else in, in 2021. I, I think this could go one or two ways. I think he's going to end up in a similar situation as he is now, kind of that change of pace back, that pass catching back, uh, where he's never going to get that full workload ever again, just due to where is he going to go? I wrote an article about this that's on our website, is there's a lot of free agents in 2021, like a lot. And we just had a good draft class of running backs. 2021 is going to have another pretty good draft class of running backs. So I'm just kind of perplexed at where he might go to be this workhorse running back. So if I were a betting man, I would say that he is not going to be a workhorse in 2021 and beyond. And you can kind of expect that low-end RB2, mid-RB2, if he can make some big plays happen in a year. Or the way things have been going, everybody thought Kareem Hunt's been he's going to get traded for the last three years, two years. Or the Browns just sign him back to a three-year deal and they're going to love their two-headed monster because it's good for NFL. It's not great for fantasy, but it would be good for their football team. So, I mean, that could go one of two ways. Either way, I don't see Kareem Hunt being a huge, a huge fantasy asset. I'm not buying him um, personally. I think the hype hype is too high right now in general, but I would, I, I still view Chubb as a mid RB one to low end RB one. Fish, uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, I didn't ever think you were going to stop talking there, right? So I, it gave me time to to gather my thoughts. And I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. And then my mind was just kind of all over the place when you're talking there. But 
for those that don't know, Kareem Hunt went, uh, the Browns signed him to a, a second round tender, meaning this past April. So meaning if, if a team wanted to sign Kareem Hunt, they could have, but they would be forfeiting a pick or the Browns would get an additional pick. So it's, that shows you how much that the Browns actually like him. He's unrestricted in 2021, meaning he can go wherever the heck he, he chooses, you know, wherever the offer is at. Lots of, you know, people that are going to be looking for jobs there. I don't know. I don't, he's never going to be that workhorse again, but he's going to be a nice compliment to anybody. Like you said, uh, Nick Chubb though, capitalize on while he's on this first contract, you know, he had that knee injury before. I'm not a big fan of second contract for running backs. I still think he's good on this first contract. Uh, I think he's going to have a nice year. I think that offense as a whole is going to get an uptick. Let's climb right in here to our mock draft. So here's how it's going to work. Well, let's go ahead and introduce our guest here. So it's Jeremy Ebert. He's in our home league. He's been playing Dynasty for eight years with us. The only two-time champ in the league. He'll let you know it every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Jeremy, how's it going? And, and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Big-time golf guy. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the offer. I know we've been trying to plan this for a little bit, get me on here. Uh, it's nice to be, though. Nice to see you guys, too, as well. Uh, like Tyler mentioned, two-time champion. Uh, I'll never let these guys forget it. And hopefully this year we can go a three-peat. Might as well try it. Can't go wrong there. Uh, a little bit. Big, uh, big golf guy like Fish mentioned. You know, so I get a lot of time on Saturdays and Sundays when everybody's out playing golf. Sit in the old golf shop, turn on the old college games and pro games and scout players from Saturdays to Sundays. Root on my guys and check out some other guys I might want to make a trade for. I absolutely love getting snaps from you, Jeremy, when you're just like sitting in there and it, it might be a snap of like Jamar Chase of LSU or, you know, whoever it might be and just be like, this guy is an absolute stud. I, you're just in tune with it. You, you understand it. You get it. We're going to get rolling here on our mock draft. So basically it's going to be similar to rankings. So we'll just kind of go in order here. You know, if we want to talk about a player, we can. Uh, if somebody doesn't like one of our picks, go ahead and just say, hey, you know what, I don't really like that pick. This guy concerns me here. Uh, so it's just we'll just kind of um, – let's go ahead and snake it. And since we've got a guest on, we'll let him go first. So let's go in the air the, – excuse me. Let's go with the order of Jeremy, Ryan, and then myself. And we'll do this for four rounds. We're, I'm keeping tabs here. And let's just kind of have fun with it and have a little conversation. Ryan and Jeremy, does that sound good to you guys? Sounds like a great plan to me, Fish. Sounds good to me. So we're going to snake it so you'll have two in a row, Fishy? Yeah, let's do that. We'll have two in a row. So just a reminder, everybody, the format will be one QB, half point PPR, and this is a dynasty startup. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Dynasty, not redraft. We we're big into the dynasty. So if, you know, somebody, young guy sneaks in there early, just know this is not redraft. It's dynasty. Uh, I heard some horror story. Um, Ray on Twitter was kind of hyping up. Uh, I believe it was Brian Edwards. And he was saying, you know, if you can get Brian Edwards in the second round of a rookie draft, you go ahead and do it. And one guy misinterpreted that in a redraft and took Brian Edwards in the second round <laughs> of a redraft and got a bunch of crap for it. I laughed so hard when I read that. So don't be that person. Make sure you understand what's going on. Yeah, this will be, be 
this this will be a good way for people to be uh, kind of understand the value of players too. If you are already in a dynasty league and you already have a team, kind of hearing this redraft will kind of help you kind of regauge what what value you have in certain players for for trade value. Um, going forward if you want to sell players or other people's teams if you want to buy players if you think maybe you can get them on the cheap then um, then absolutely go and do so so uh, Jeremy our guest why don't you start us off with the 101 all right 101 I'm gonna take the jack of all trades here and it's gonna be uh, Christian McCaffrey can't go wrong with this guy runs the ball up the gut to the sides catches the ball can do almost anything that guy you can put him on defense and he can do some damage as well. Yeah, definitely not a bad pick at all. Um, 102 for me. Uh, it's got it's got to be Saquon Barkley. I mean, the guy the guy's an absolute animal. Can pretty much it's it's they don't utilize him like CMC, but he can do this similar things. I've the guy can make anybody miss. He's powerful as all hell. I've seen those workout videos where he's like box squatting a truck essentially. Uh, uh, just a just a great athlete and one of the best running back prospects we've seen in a very long time. So 102 for me, Saquon Barkley. I agree. And I actually gave you guys the two easy ones. Uh, those are two that I don't think anybody's going to argue with. And I'm going to go three, four here, snake back to back. And this one might surprise you guys just a tad, maybe not, but I'm going to continue the running back train. I'm going to go to Ezekiel Elliott. I just, you know, he's, just turned 25. He's in a fantastic offense. He's one of those guys that's going to play for a really long time. I'm a huge fan of, of Zeke. And then coming back with the fourth, I'm actually going to stick with running back, and I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Reason being, Alvin Kamara reminds me of that guy that I think is just going to play for a little bit longer, and he catches a ton of balls, PPR machine. And even if I can get two really, really good years out of him, and then sell him maybe if I start to anticipate his downfall, uh, I'm going to do that. And it's just, I, I feel like receivers are so deep that I'm going to take a chance on one of the high end running backs early on. So I'm going Zeke at 1.03 and Alvin Kamara 1.04. Yeah. Fish. I actually really like those picks. You, uh, in my personal rankings, I actually have them foot flopped three and four Kamara Elliott, but can't argue with those picks there at all. Uh, I'm going to go with my second pick, which is the 1.05. I'm going to go on to the wide receiver train, and I'm going to take Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas, he's 27 years old. He's obviously just been breaking records ever since he got in the league. Absolute stud. Can catch anything that goes his way. Uh, I, I do see, even if, even if Breeze leaves, after this year, I don't. I think Michael Thomas is one of those wide receivers that's going to be quarterback proof. So yeah, Michael Thomas at 105. I mean, even when Teddy was playing, he was still putting up numbers, and he's just he knows how to to catch the ball and create separation. And you're like, he is quarterback proof. He's a, he's a stud. I thought about it, and then I you know when I was doing the research, I'm like, hey, he's 27. You know, how long is he going to play? But I mean, you could say that with anybody. Great pick. All right, well, with the 1.06, 1.07, uh, 1.06, I'm going to go with a guy that gets a lot of balls thrown his way over in Green Bay there, uh, Devontae Adams. You know, he's a young guy. I believe last year he had 31% of the shared targets, which for Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, and he can about damn near sling it to anyone he wants to, is uh, just phenomenal guy to have. Gets 
gets catches anywhere on the field. You can send him deep, throw him across the middle. The guy's going to catch a lot of balls for him. Um, at uh, 1.07, I'm going to go stick in the same conference there, the same division, and take uh, Delvin Cook. Uh, a big one, he is a little risk taker here, but, you know, with the injuries and the contract coming up, uh, but I think this is going to be a year that he he's going to go out there and really rush the ball and help Minnesota out, get through the, you know, Cousins can't throw the ball very well. So they're going to give him a lot of workload. And there's not much really behind him that's going to take away from him. You know, a couple maybe goal lines here by C.J. Ham or someone. But if he can stay healthy, he's going to be ready to lock and load this season. Yeah, that's one guy that scares me. And if, for those that have been following the pod, Ryan, who was on my sell list a couple pods ago? That would be Delvin Cook. I actually took some heat for that one. I had, you know, a couple people message me and just say, like, wow, because I just absolutely gave them the business about Delvin Cook and Adam Thielen, and I wasn't a huge fan long term. I do, I mean, I think Delvin's going to have a really nice year. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. The injury history does scare me, though. You mentioned that, Jeremy. That's, that's a good point. Ryan, what do you got here? All right. So for me, I am going to at the 108. Um, I'm looking at running backs. What we have kind of here is going to be in that Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, um, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, kind of Derrick Henry area. Um, for wide receivers, I think I can get a little more value um, going wide receiver here at 108. Uh, I am going to go Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's 26 years old, and he's got the best quarterback in the league who just got locked up for 10 years. So, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. At the eighth pick in a startup draft going Tyreek Hill, I think you have a solid pick here. And he's still – I mean, he's hitting the prime in wide receiver years, if you ask me. Uh, obviously, faster than, the, than any player in the league and makes those huge plays and, again, has the best quarterback in the league. So, I'm going Tyreek Hill at 108. Did you see that video of Tyreek Hill running a 40 against Terrell Owens today on Twitter? I did not, no. <clears throat> you know, us teachers got time in, in the summer a little bit. Um, but Tyreek Hill ran a 40 against Terrell Owens. And Terrell Owens is 46 years old. He's not going to quite sneak into the four-round mock, but gosh, that guy can move. And he looked good for 46. And also, listeners out there, you're probably wondering if Devin Singletary and Zach Brown are going to step into this four-round mock. And if so, uh, I think Ryan might snag one of those two guys. We'll see. you got to stick around to find out. I'm going to go <clears throat> – so I'm sitting here at 1.10 and 1.11. I love the Tyreek Hill pick. Everything he explained, uh, I absolutely love that. And I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. He's super young. That offense is only going to get better in my mind. Uh, I, I really like that future of that team, and I think they're going to want to be run-oriented. I really like that that fit for Josh Jacobs. I think he's a really, really good football player. And you kind of took the first – or, one, you know, one of the receivers there that that's – you kind of stole who I was going to grab, and now I'm going to go back-to-back -back running back. I know it seems like a lot of, lot of running backs. Running backs are valued. like ridiculous in our league they're so hard to get so I think my brain is kind of I'm, I'm kind of brainwashed to value running backs really well I'm gonna go Joe Mixon at 1.11 am I do I got the pick right Ryan 
one point one one. Yes. Am I so no, 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 no. You you had one Jacobs. You had Jacobs at one oh nine, and now you're at the one ten right now. Okay. Sorry, I misspoke. But at one oh nine and one ten, I'm going Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon. Really feel good about both those running backs. And uh, if you're somebody who's sitting and maybe wants to go zero running back, you know, I, I'm not so much the zero running back guy. I've just, I've never done it. Never really wanted to win like that. Partially because I have Saquon and CMC in a league. And I just understand how important it is to have great running backs like that. So I'm going to spin it back to you here, Rye, for uh, 1.11. All right, so the 111 for me. Uh, right now I'm sitting at, so my draft right now is Barkley, Michael Thomas, and Tyreek Hill. Um, I do think I kind of have to get back in the running back, the running back train here just because I think, for me personally, it drops off at a certain point, and I do think there's a lot of good receivers that you can get, and I think that I have a solid two so far. Um, but at the 112 in a startup, or 111 in a startup, I'm looking at guys. I, I mean, I don't think I can let them go. I just talked about them earlier, earlier in the pod. I'm going to go Nick Chubb at the 111. Uh, do, if, if Hunt goes elsewhere, I mean, we saw what Chubb can do without a complimentary back. He can catch the ball. They just didn't utilize him like that. And, I mean, he put up a absolute load of rushing rushing yards he had a decent amount of touchdowns if he can spread those out and be more consistent with it throughout the year which I think he can with the upgrade at the line in Cleveland uh, he's only 24 years old and he's still got a couple years left on that rookie contract so I'm a big big fan of Nick Chubb and that's who I'm going at 111. I also think that coaching change is going to help so much I, I think a really good run game is going to open up the pass I just I think Nick Chubb's going to have a really nice year I like that pick a lot I do agree. It drops off big time coming up here. All right. With the one one twelve and the 201, uh, first one at 12 here, I'm going to take uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he just moved out to Arizona there. Um, you have Fitzgerald out there as well, but I still think he's going to get a lot of big time targets from young gun uh, Murray running around the field out there. And they have a couple other talents around, you know, yeah, Kenyon Drake out there now to help kind of keep the ball on the ground, but that opens up a lot more downfield action, I think, for DeAndre, big time for him. And then step over to the next round, 2.01. Also going to go wide out here. This one, there might be a guy or two in front of him that some people might think are better, but I think with uh, Roethlisberger back and uh, young gun Smith-Schuster, he's another guy that can just run all over the field. Uh, he can catch the ball anywhere. He's similar to Devontae Adams. Maybe not his hands aren't as great compared to Adams, but I think uh, Schuster's going to be a big deal with a quarterback, consistent quarterback, and at least a quarterback can throw a, golf, or a, a football well compared to a helmet. So <laughs> We've uh, made many jokes about that. I don't know if we should, but ah, it's all it's good it fun. It is. Mason Rudolph is garbage. Very. So, I mean, if you can get – some people might say this guy's a clown after that pick, but you could make them eat their words if Juju goes off for another 1,600 yards. It's – what happened last year was just ridiculous. So I don't even mind that pick because the upside's there. 
I mean, he's only 23 years old. So, I mean, so young. I personally, I wouldn't have gone there, but I mean, I definitely get it. I mean, he's the youngest guy on the board for the next, for me personally, in my personal rankings, he's the youngest guy on the board for like seven picks. So I totally get it. Um, speaking of young guys that I'm going to go with at the 202, I think I'm getting a steal personally. Um, for years to come. I really, I really like his talent. Um, he got a quarterback upgrade this year and that is DJ Moore. Uh, I'm a big fan in, in Carolina. I think he can run every route in the book. I think he had a good year with, with Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. So pretty much nobody. And I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is a superstar, but I'm saying I think it fits DJ Moore's game very, very well. Those short to intermediate routes slants over the middle, comeback routes, uh, out routes, things like that. And he's able to make plays with his feet after that, along with the DJ Moore's really good hands. Plus, I think he was wide receiver, what do I, I think 13 or 15 or something like that last year, and he only had four touchdowns. I think he sees the end zone a lot more going forward as their number one wide receiver. Um, so my 202 is DJ Moore. I like that pick a lot. And – I'm not going to surprise anybody by this next pick if you've been listening to us from the start. Uh, and I'm going to go Chris Godwin. And just turned 24. Everybody and their brother knows that I am a Chris Godwin guy. And I, I think for a while, I, I think you're going to see really good production out of him out of the slot. Just runs fantastic routes, especially with his one big question mark is the man coverage. But for zone coverage, unbelievable. His numbers out of zone coverage were unbelievable. And, you know, they like to sling the ball there. I think Tom Brady's going to be great, too, whoever the quarterback is. They had Jameis Winston, right? And he put up that ridiculous numbers with Jameis. Chris Godwin's my guy. Continuing, because I have back-to-back here, so I, I just went 2.03, and I'm going to go 2.04 right now. And at 2.04 <clears> – <throat> I'm not typically somebody that, that cares about quarterbacks like this, but for somebody that, that has just signed a deal like he did, I would just like to not worry about quarterback ever. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes because I just, I just want to be done with it. So I, if I'm in the second round and if you really just want a quarterback for the future and want to be done with it, I, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's going to be a stud for a really long time a really long time. You, we may be watching greatness. As long as he can stay healthy, I'm not really sure who's going to put up better numbers. I kind of wanted to go Lamar there, but Lamar's, I don't think Lamar's going to have the longevity that Patrick Mahomes is going to have. You guys agree, disagree? I'm curious because that was first quarterback off the board. I'm not typically a huge quarterback guy, but I'm done. I don't got to worry about it if I draft in the second round. I personally, I, I think it's uh... – I, I think it's a tad early for a for our format in a one quarterback league. I think it's early. Uh, I do agree with you, Mahomes over Jackson in a dynasty league. Though I do agree with the longevity and the numbers he puts up is unbelievable. So when healthy, I mean he's only been hurt what once in his career. So um, I agree with the player that you chose. I disagree with where you took them. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I'm kind of in the middle between the both of you here. Uh, yeah, early, a little bit early, but like you said, for a guy that we could be looking at greatness, I don't think there's any time, 
you shouldn't take him early. Just just to have that guy and the talent he's got around him, he's going to be lighting that ball up downfield all day, every day. Uh, and the other way, you know, injury prone. I know based on that contract, I think about three quarters of that was injury money anyway. So you are looking at that. But the long haul in a league like this, you want to make sure you have one quarterback that you're going to be able to hang on to and not have to worry about too often. Well said. All right. So am I up right now then? Am I next? You are. You are up at 2.05, right? 2.05. For me, I think I'm getting a great value. Oh, man. This is tough for me. Uh, I want to go wide receiver right now. Um, I think I am. I'm going to go Mike Evans at the 205. I do. I don't think his production drops off a whole lot. I mean, the guy, the guy has had six straight thousand yard seasons for a reason. I think he's an absolute stud. Uh, I think Arian's offense will supersede. Tom Brady I think they're gonna maybe air it out a little bit more than what people think I do think Godwin gets the uptick which is why I have him ranked higher than Evans in my personal rankings and he's a couple years younger but at 205 if I can get Mike Evans I'm uh I'm taking that all day yeah with that last pick at 205 and uh the way the time is going I do think we might have to pump the brakes just a little bit here we could talk about fantasy football all day long uh, we are going to split this up into two episodes uh, if you guys want to hear the rest of the second round, we'll have our third and fourth round in the next episode as well. Make sure you guys listen in, and thank you for listening to Block in the Back. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.